0: everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Today uh, Insider Podcast. Joined by my good buddy, the one and only, the editor and publisher of TheSpawn.com, the greatest aggregator of sports and pop culture in the world. I love this guy. Great friend, great buddy, great friend of the show. The one and only, Matt Halatic. Hey, Matt.
1: Hondo, how you doing? That's an intro befitting uh, the end of week one of the NFL season.
0: Wow, I I agree we got so much to talk about. Let's get right to the Raiders game um I thought the Raiders were very impressive now let's first talk about Broncos. I was I, I thought Sean Payton did an excellent job. that is not the same Bronco team of last year or quite frankly even before Nathaniel Hackett. Russell Wilson didn't even did not just look better than last year he looked better than his last year in Seattle. I thought he was excellent their defense was excellent thought the Raiders were far from perfect. But they go into that game, Matt, and they had a huge game plan because they didn't know, if he just going to run what he ran against New Orleans? Because Sean Payton spent so much time around other teams in his year off. Then they were able to really, they made some great halftime adjustments, kept them to less than 100 yards, just a couple points in the second half. Raiders got a big road win. It was a win they would not have gotten last year. And you know this, good teams Find a way to win games when they're not playing well. The Raiders did not play well, but they found a way to get a big win. And I don't care that they had won the previous six. This wasn't the same team. This was a big deal. Interdivisional rival on the road win. I was impressed, even though it was far from perfect. Your thoughts? I would agree.
1: I know you touched on it there. Excuse me. You touched on it on Sunday on Twitter. The Raiders didn't play particularly well. You know, they had the Jimmy G red zone interception they had some costly penalties. They got behind. But the fact that they were able to come back in the fourth quarter and get a win, offense take the lead, defense close it out, and the offense kind of run run the game and, and, and close out the clock, that's always impressive. That's always a good sign for week one in the NFL because the difference between teams that are in the playoffs or in the playoff hunt and the teams that are, you know, finishing with five or six wins and, and and sitting home in January are games like Sunday where you find a way to win, you find a way to make the the player two that swings the game, and that's what the Raiders were able to do. It's something I think they can build on moving forward going into week two, and I think it's definitely an encouraging sign coming off the preseason that they were able to get this win, road win, divisional win in week one. There's not too many other ways to to get better ways to get in a win column to start a season.
0: Yeah, it was very, very impressive. Uh, Let's turn our attention to the Bills. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers later, but just the Bills specifically, I was not impressed. Um, I think they're a significantly better team than what they played. I think the biggest improvement a team makes is between week one and week two. The great Duffy Doherty said that. Now he was the first to say it, and it's been echoed throughout the annals of uh, coaching since. I I, uh, Very unimpressed with them. Your thoughts on the Bills? Yeah, and you know, I, I watched them last night, and,
1: and I'm thinking to myself that, you know, they really didn't look. And listen, they don't want, I got to give the Jets a lot of credit. The Jets have a legitimately good defense. They have a uh-huh. really tough defensive line. They have a tough rotation of guys, pass rushers that throw at you, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed and um, Whitehead in the secondary, and that made plays. But the Bills were just sloppy. Josh Allen was the biggest concern because his biggest issue coming since coming into the league has been turnovers. He started to scale back on them in 2020, 2021, but since the start of 2022, it's been an issue again. It's been a problem last night four turnovers. And I would say if not all four, at least three of the four were pretty much unforced or mistakes of his own doing, you know, Dropping the snap and running into your own guy and fumbling the ball there at the end of regulation, give the Jets the lead. Uh, a couple of bad picks, including a, an arm punt, basically, where he probably could have found the receiver rope underneath, but he just throws it up for grabs. You know, those are the things that Josh Allen did his rookie year, his second year, when he was breaking into the league. And if he's going to do them again, the Bills are, are going to be in some trouble. Now, again, I expect the Bills to play a lot better this week in week two. They're going to be coming home. They are going to have a game under their belts. But, it. and I do think they will be a playoff team come the end of the year, but this, this definitely was a concern if you're a Bills fan, especially because some of the issues that you saw last year appeared to carry over into week one.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It's very fascinating. All right, let's turn to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, whether you like Aaron or not, or whether you're a Jet fan or not, I hate to see players get injured. I mean, three or four plays into the season, and we're going to find out, you know, what the medical is. But I I think a lot of people believe it's a torn Achilles. Mm -hmm. And at the time of us taping, they have not publicly released anything. But, man, I felt bad for him. I felt bad for the Jets. But isn't this, like, the most quintessential Jet thing? It
1: is. And I thought the environment – you know, watching last night was just incredible, unlike any game I'd seen in the NFL pregame in a while, if ever. I mean, you had the hype of the offseason. You had prime time. You had the anniversary of September 11th, the National Anthem, Rogers running out the flag, crowd chanting, all, all these different things. And then for him to suffer that injury four snaps into the game, Four snaps into the season, his Jets career potentially was just had to be so deflating and was like the most, you know, stereotypically Jets thing to happen. Now, I have to give them all the credit in the world for battling back. That defense is legit. They pulled out a win. They deserve a lot of credit for the resiliency because you could see right away when they cut to – Robert Sala on the sideline for the in-game coach interview, he looked like he saw a ghost. He knew that injury was serious, and he knew that everything they planned for and worked for in the offseason had now gone up in smoke. And they were still able to kind of regroup and get a W in week one, which is great. But now the hangover kind of sets in because you realize, you look at that team, if you're a Jets fan, and you say, our defense is up, upper echelon in the NFL. It's, without a doubt, a playoff-caliber defense, potentially a championship-caliber defense. We have a great young running back in Brees Hall, one of the best receivers in the NFL already in year two in Garrett Wilson. We have the pieces to make a deep playoff run. We needed a quarterback. We had the quarterback, and now he's done for the year. Can they? Will they be in almost every game the rest of the way? I think so because of their defense. Will – Could they make the playoffs if things break right with Zach Wilson or if they bring in a veteran backup, veteran guy? Yeah, I think they could. They potentially could because of their defense. But no Rodgers severely limits their ceiling, and I think that's what's got to be so just gut-wrenching for Jets fans, a lot of whom I know uh, out in this area uh, on this morning. Through a tongue of Iola.
0: (laughs) I'll tell you this guy he's had a lot of fans that that can't stand. I mean a lot of people that, that that can't stand him. A lot of them that love him. The guy's a winner. He certainly is and I think again listen,
1: one week in the NFL doesn't make your season, especially not week 1. But I don't know if there's a fan base in the NFL right now that should be feeling more Excited or, or feeling better About themselves than the Miami Dolphins And the reason is The Dolphins are coming kind off a playoff berth last year They had to be feeling Like they had a legitimate roster a Legitimate team coming into the season They go on the road Tua looks fantastic Tyreek Hill looks the, as good as we've ever seen him They beat the Chargers who were a playoff team last year Now Patriots credit them for battling the Eagles But they didn't look great Particularly offensively Um the Jets, they're going to be, again, they're going to be feisty, but they're not a divi- AFC's contender to win a division without Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, and the Bills did not look good at all. So now you got to be thinking if you're the Dolphins and you're a Dolphins fan, this division is ours to lose. If we take care of business, and of course, obviously, in the NFL, everything always ultimately comes down to health, you have to think that this is the Dolphins' division to, 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 to win, without a doubt, because they have, The best overall roster of the four teams, I think, right now. And I would still take Josh Allen over Tua as a quarterback, but Tua has played excellent. And if Allen's coughing the ball up and Tua stays healthy, the the Dolphins, I think, win that division and they could be a threat in the AFC.
0: I'll tell you, two teams who can't afford a quarterback loss. I mean, obviously the Jets, but, uh, Tua and the Dolphins, Raiders and Jimmy G. No, without a doubt. They need those you guys. Got, and listen, Aaron doesn't have a track record of being injured. That's why I'm not including him in this. But you've got two teams that a lot rides on who their quarterback is. They're the Raiders and the Dolphins. Would you agree? Without question. They need those guys. The, the Raiders need Jimmy G
1: to be healthy to be in the playoff race, and the Dolphins need Tua to be healthy to –
0: not just make the playoffs, but be a threat to do some damage. All right. Last thing from me, the Raiders this week are in West Virginia. We're in West Virginia um, for practice because they want to be able to be out here in the the East, mitigate the time travel and all of that. I think it's a great idea. They did it last year with IMG Academy. It's a growing trend in the NFL. The National Football League's doing this. Your thoughts. What do you think of it? I think it makes total sense. You know, listen, they're a a West
1: Coast team. They played mountain time in week one. They're coming across the country to play on the East Coast in week two. And I think, you know, which is three hours behind the time zone that they're used to. I think getting out there as soon as possible and getting your body, getting your team acclimated to it makes the most sense. I also think that you're coming off a really nice road win in week one. This also eliminates the potential distractions you might have at home and and really kind of gets that bunker mentality and that business mentality uh, on this trip going to Buffalo. So I think it makes sense. Again, you said we're seeing teams do this, whether it's, you know, like the Giants are playing out in in Arizona Sunday and then they're playing four days later against San Francisco so they're staying on the West Coast teams may go to London a day or two early to get acclimated to such a drastic time difference. So it is something you're seeing around the league in general, but I think in this instance, it makes total sense for the Raiders to do is it's smart.
0: I agree with you. I got to tell you, I I like it because the Raiders were, they knew very well, they didn't play well, but they found a way to win. And I think it gets them away from everybody. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got the big win. Just go out there uh, they were locked in in the a, after the game in the locker room. I, I just think it's a, I think it's a good thing for them. All right, prediction: Bills, Raiders and Buffalo. You know this. There's going to be a lot of wings eaten, particularly by me. And,
1: and there's going to be a lot of people diving through tables at the tailgates. Um, I give, think, What do you think, brother? Going into the season, I thought that you know we both picked the Raiders to win Week One. I thought this was a loss coming into the season. I'm still picking the Bills to win. I think they will play better. I think they're coming home. They'll have the home crowd behind them. Um, I don't know if he'll be active for the game. DeMar Hamlin, he wasn't active last night, but him being there for a regular season game is going to give them a little bit of extra juice. I think the Bills win 27-20, but I will say this. I thought that the Raiders had – a slight, you know, a chance to win beforehand. I think they, their chances are much better, or they should feel like they're much better after watching the Bills on Monday Night Football. Not that they won't improve between Week One and Week Two, but they look like they had some things that can be exploited. And if you're you're the Raiders, you got to feel like, hey, you know, we're one to zero. We have a chance to make a statement going on the road in Week Two.
0: Yeah, I'm. I agree with you 100. percent You know, when I pick a game, I've got 10 things that I analyze, and then. Each of them are worth one point. Whoever is the most points, how I predict my winner. I'm not going to make my prediction today and to do it later in the week, but I am going to tell you going into the season, uh, on my ten points that scale has moved with what I saw week one from both teams. Not saying which way it's tilted, but it's going to be interesting. I look forward to doing my re- my report later in the week, Matt. It's always a privilege catching up to you. I'm sorry. You notice I'm a good guy. I didn't bring up your Giants. What a well, colossal failure. It. I I saw on social media. A guy get up, throw his jersey down, and quit. He said he quit the Giants.
1: Well, I have a feeling that that guy will be back because, that's always, seems to be what fans do at that stuff. But I don't blame him for walking out. Um, at the way that game was, it was the worst. The Cowboys might have had the most dominant performance of Week One. It was either them or San Francisco, uh, and it was the Giants had the worst performance of Week One. It was you got to burn the tape. I mean, there's things obviously you got to learn from and you got to correct, but it was so bad all around that you almost have to kind of try to flush it and just think about starting week two in Arizona.
0: It was the ugliest thing I've seen since the last time I showered with the lights on. (laughs) Hey, I'll trust you on that one. Oh man. It was ugly. I, (laughs) I, I, so badly. Wanted to text you, but I'm too good of a friend. I just couldn't rub your nose in it. I just thought, oh, I wanted to just say to you, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking
1: about you. The the one thing I will say is as bad as it was, and it was terrible, the only good thing about a game like that is you kind of, you have three quarters, three and a half quarters to settle in and know what's going to happen, as opposed to getting your heart ripped out at the end, but Listen again, I didn't think the Giants were making the playoffs again this year. I thought they'd take a little step back after kind of getting a lot of breaks in in year one under Brian Dable and, and you know winning a playoff game as a surprise. But I did think they'd play a lot better than they did. In week one, no one thinks their team's coming out and losing forty to nothing, even though the Cowboys are very good. Um so it was it was definitely a shock, but at least you know you kind of got to you know all right all right this game's over at 16 nothing in the first quarter uh, you know maybe you go find something else to do uh, with the rest of your night
0: all right buddy have a good one he is you Matt holadic from the spun.com editor and publisher the best sports aggregating site from sports and pop culture you got to just put it in your favorites i read it every morning um i'm again i'm hondo carner sports Illustrated's fan nation las vegas raiders insider podcast part of the fans first sports network thanks for joining us everybody we'll see you tomorrow